This is the Herald Express, Devon Live, Talker United Yellow Army podcast, recorded weekly by David Thomas and Guy Henderson. You can find this podcast by clicking devonlive.com or by following us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash DL or on Twitter at TQHE Sport. You can also subscribe, search for Talker United on iTunes. You'll find us there as well. Welcome along then to the podcast on what's been a fantastic week to be a Talker United fan, hasn't it? I'm trying to think back to a more uplifting night than Tuesday against Chelmsford. Um, Brilliant, we, 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 we've been blessed with two crackers of, a get, of games, haven't we? Yeah, since, since um, we last podcast, of course, we've beaten Wheelstone 3-2 in an absolute fizzer of a game last Saturday. So. And Wheelstone must take a hell of a lot of credit for that. Yeah, because, and their fans. Because, yeah. Good atmosphere. Oh, terrific. Yeah. Uh, nearly 200 Wheelstone supporters. It felt like just like, you know, there was old league games against Wrexham and people like that, you know. Um, uh, and a real proper contest it was it? it was toe to toe all the way through and yeah. then more of the same pretty much on Tuesday night against Chelmsford a I, I, was, I, win I, there. I, I had my worried mode on, on <laughs> you on did Tuesday, didn't you, yeah. you know, yeah. and I was going around telling every boring everybody that would listen to say a point might be a good result tonight because you know, yeah. no Seiko Jane, Sandals White out Chelmsford in form here we go uh, um, this could be a real problem game yeah. especially when you knew how much the players had put into the last few matches and especially Wheelstone and I, uh, and <laughs> need I have worried you, in the end no you didn't have. it could have been I mean we'll, we'll talk about uh, Jamie Reid from the penalty spot in a little while but it, I mean it could have been even more comfortable both in times the end, couldn't it it was, it was a huge second half performance wasn't it yeah. and, and uh, uh, the, the atmosphere I thought was the, the players I've just been up to playing more this morning for yeah. the, the press conference players still uh, um, high on Tuesday night and the atmosphere and the yeah. noise in the second half it was a proper proper occasion wasn't it it was and so they should be it's good you know it's good that uh, um, my friend Jim was saying to me this morning that it feels like the whole club and the fans, the players, it, it's like one big team now, isn't it? And I mean, yep. without getting over sentimental, that is kind <laughs> of the way it feels going into these last few games. It is. All cylinders firing at the same time. Yeah, and I thought it was in some ways on Tuesday night, if you, you know, you're looking for glib things like this, but in some ways it was encapsulated by the reaction of the crowd after Jamie Reid had a penalty save for the second successive game. Yeah. Um, and there was the usual 10, 15 seconds of slight disappointment, nothing brown, nobody shouting. And then mm. all of a sudden, the pop side started chanting his name. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I thought that was terrific. And, and it was like, no, we're not letting this mm. get in the way. We're going to beat these. Uh, and on they went afterwards. And, of course, that was a one-all um, just after half-time. Yeah. And... Uh, but we'll we'll we will because we'll we're going touch to touch on that later. Our usual uh, modus operandi is to talk about the previous weekend's game and then move on to the um, what's to come. But we're going to turn that on its head today, aren't we? Because everybody in town is talking about Woking on Saturday. I presume at the press conference this morning, I know Gary Johnson was adamant he was not going to talk about Woking last week. I assume he's talked yeah, about Woking this he's week. He's talking about it now. Good, good, good. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I think, you know, he's he's trying to, <laughs> whether he's succeeding behind the scenes or not, I don't know. He's trying to play, you know, the 
let's all keep calm, let's keep yeah. going, card. Oh, sorry, uh, pun there is the Woking's Christian name. Um, but uh, uh, United go into this match in yeah. absolute... They could not ask to go into it in better form. Absolutely. Um, seven uh, points clear. Seven points clear, which nobody thought mm. after. We, let's, let's go back a couple, two or three weeks, it's a little bit more than that actually, to when they lost to Western Superman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Woking go and win a couple of games on the trot, uh, beat Oxford City away, they go top, United suddenly second. Would anybody have thought at that stage with Villaricky, Dartford, Concord, Wheelstone, Chelmsford, all to come in the next yeah. few weeks that United will go into the Woking match seven points clear, um, plus their goal difference. Um, they And uh, might as well report at this stage that it looks as if both Seiko Jani and Jamie Sandals white who were injured for the Chelmsford game yeah. on Tuesday night, and very possibly Asa Hall as well, who looked in some distress. Well, he did, um, didn't he? If, if he you weren't off, all three of those yeah. apparently could be all right for Saturday. Now, if, if you weren't at the game, Asa got a, a well, it was a kick or a, a knee or something in the Yeah, which is of course his lower back territory. Yeah. Um, and uh, he got up and soldiered on for a couple of minutes, yeah, but he, he was he, clearly he, in some pain. He and I he? don't um, don't live all that far from each other, and I just suddenly thought, well. The way he the way he struggled to get home on Tuesday night, I thought, well, if he needs to get anywhere for training, he might uh, yeah. need a lift. So I texted him in the morning and said, "Hope you're all right. If you need a lift, just get in touch because I can be round in ten minutes." And his words were, "Hmm, I'm in a bit of bother today, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but but I understand it settled down, and yeah. uh, he was duly able to get into treatment under his own steam or his wife's." Good news, um, he's playing really well. Oh, at the moment, I, isn't I he? thought he was terrific yeah. again on, on Tuesday night. What, only one of many. There were um, many candidates for man of the match in both there games. Were. So, yeah. I mean, in other words, getting back to what we were saying, United go into this match five successive wins, seven points clear. It looks as if everybody could be fit. Yeah. Brackets. Good luck with the team selection, Gary. <laughs> um, oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. uh, somebody's going to be very disappointed yeah. on Saturday. Um, is, is Opie still sidelined? Opie yes, Edwards still? Yes, I think, yeah. well, as far as we know, he's, he yeah. hasn't appeared back no. in playing more. It's, I think the impression I get from that, by the way, is that it's far more an issue at Bristol City than, it, than, mm. than and I'm sure he would love to be back here and playing. I think they're being very, very careful there. Yeah. It's not as if he's hugely needed at playing more at the moment. Um, Who'd have uh, thought we, in October, November, we'd well, be saying that? Absolutely. I mean, he was running games for and us then, wasn't he? All due yeah. respect to him. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and on the other hand, Woking, and and you know, we've all been disappointed and taken a, a few punches over the last few years. You know, to say this, but Woking, you know, they must have listened in. Alan Dowson was at Playmore on Tuesday night. Their yeah. manager, their fans must have been following the progress of Tuesday night's game uh, with gritted teeth. Um, uh, and, and of course, as Gary Johnson was saying this morning, this, if anything, is their cup final. That, that, they, that yeah. they must feel that they have to win on Saturday. Yeah. Um, now, you know, it's a game of football. You kick off and you try and play what's in front of you, don't you? You're not running around the pitch saying, we've got to win, we've got to win. No. You're, trying to, you're trying to just do everything right as it comes along. But... Um, uh, you know the, the the last five 
results have put United in such a good position. They have. And all the pressure is on Woking, really. Don't get me wrong, it'll be such a huge occasion, massive amount of noise, all ticket game. Yeah. You know, what, pressure, well, you know, what, you, 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 you just go into it to do your best. Yeah, and the and, players um, must be looking forward. Let's just deal with the other injuries for a moment. Sorry, We've point, spoken yeah. about Asa. Uh, Seku Jani, it was a knee injury, wasn't it? It was a knee injury. It, nobody realised it, mainly, and, and that's nobody's fault either. In, in stoppage time, right at the end of the Wheelston game, there was no challenge, no nothing. He went to kick the ball and missed it, uh, just in a almost yeah. a fag-end moment of the game. And his knee overextended, which anybody who's sort of done that, and most of us have <laughs> kicked thin air in yeah. our time, um, you just overextend the knee, and it just sort of jars it. Yeah. Um, that was it. It wasn't like he was in a tackle or anything like that, and he was he was a bit sore afterwards. And of course, he's 19 years old, on loan from Bristol City. Yeah. You do not risk him in in no. those circumstances. Um, and so he came out uh, for the Tuesday night game. Jamie Sendles White. What a what a Difficult, difficult season he's had. Yeah. Um, in and out of the team, every single time he seemed to get into the team, starting to play well. Now let's keep going. He picks up another injury. Yeah. And and sure he's, enough, he's, and sure enough, on last Saturday, uh, it's a sort of a bruised heel. He's been managing it for a little while, but it obviously got sore last Saturday. But he looked much more chipper this morning when I saw him. And um, uh, well, I know he's yeah. he was planning to train today, Thursday. Um, so he should be okay, uh, and plus Hall as well. So yeah. I mean, Gary did say Gary Johnson did say that you know there were the inevitable bumps, bruises, knocks, there were a few, and things yeah, the, on t- just from Tuesday night, as there always will be. There were a remarkable number of, of clashes of heads, and and yeah, the, I mean, uh, John Eve, John Eve, uh, yes, yeah, exactly. Dressing, yeah, he did, yeah. and then in one of those rather stylish headbands <laughs> to presumably to <coughs> protect a maybe yeah. a butterfly stitch or two. Um, but that's centre halves for you, isn't it? That's and what they're there for. That's what they're yeah, there for. Yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah, there, there were. Uh, and of course, when games come thick and fast like this towards yeah. the end of the season, everybody hugely committed on both sides. Um, you know, you do tend to pick up these little Not knocks. And, and <laughs> but let's face it, when you're winning like this, you want to play, don't you? If you possibly can, you do. Uh, it's a mixture of wanting to be involved because it's good and. Oh dear, if I come out of the team now, will I get yeah, back in again? Quite. So Saturday, 1,400 goals fans are heading either up the A303 or up the, From the, the railway. I did hear that they're putting extra carriages on the train on Saturday. I'm not sure if that's true or not, but somebody told me it's not going to be standing room only on the train up to Woking because there are some extra seats going in. Be interested to hear if that does happen. Yeah. But uh, it's a proper road trip, isn't it? It's a real away day for the, the home fans. Well, it's thank goodness it's not a... With all due respect to Chelmsford, Braintree, Billericay or something mm. like that, it's a gettable yeah. place. Yeah. Obviously, if you haven't got tickets, there's no, no point in even thinking about it. Um, uh, and it, it's, it's, a, it's a comfortable, doable trip in a day, which, let's face it, for United fans is a bit, it's of, a a bit change, of a bonus, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, this game has been ringed, underlined... Um, starred for yeah. months and months now, hasn't it? I think everybody had the feeling that it was going to be the, the bit of the show, a bit of a showdown match. Yeah, it, it's duly come round to that. Yes, United have got their their lead. Uh, Woking will feel if they can beat them on Saturday, get it back to four points with four games to go. All right, they've got to rely on United to yeah. slip up. Of course they have, but they'll still think 
that yeah. they've got an outside chance of doing it. And of course, we are only talking about one automatic promotion place exactly. and, and the second into the playoffs. But the sums say that Torquay needs six points from the remaining five games yeah. to win the title. Well, effectively, you have to factor in their goal difference, yeah. which is worth a point. And of course, with three points for a win, effectively it's it's almost more important is how many wins you are yeah. in front rather yeah. than just the points so if anybody who looks at the league table and tries to do all the totting up bear that in mind it's how many more wins Woking need than United yeah. um, uh, to, to, to hope to win the title and um, by the way it's a nice trophy is it? Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a smart looking trophy. Is it one of those old currently hold it? Is it one of those old ones that's been no, handed isn't. down? No, it's quite it's it's new. It's yeah. it's new, but it's it's smart, I must say. Um and 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 visible. You can actually see the thing. Yeah. It's not one of these tiddly little apologies for a trophy. No, the um, thing is that so, it, if if and it's a massive if, we'll come to that in a minute as well. But if Torquay do win on Saturday at Woking then the trophy presumably will be at Plainmore for the Eastbourne game. You would hope so. Because Torquay could clinch the championship with a win over Eastbourne at Plainmore on Saturday week. Yes, and and yeah, you, you, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's get this week out of the way yeah. first. But that is a that that that's a that's a possible scenario, uh, and nobody will be happier with that outcome. Uh, than um, the great Mr. Paul Bastard, who uh, I'm sure most United fans now know, uh, after more than nearly 40 years of driving up and down the country watching games through thick and thin, mostly thin, um, uh, ruptured his Achilles tendon playing squash last week and and can't <laughs> and it doesn't look as if he well he definitely didn't miss he didn't see the um, Wheelstone or um, Chelmsford or Chelmsford yeah. games and I think he's highly unlikely since he's having an operation almost probably as we speak uh, to make yeah. working and isn't that a desperate thing for somebody who is just the greatest if there is such a thing as a greatest talk United fan that, that when they finally close in on this um, that he can't be there so um, he is very very keen for it to be yeah. decided against Eastbourne uh, when I'm sure wild horses wouldn't keep him wouldn't keep him away but as he can't be at Woking on Saturday one of our um, regulars on Twitter Chris has suggested that we should all go in shorts <laughs> long hand knitted scarves and hats now my a knitting is Paul yeah, yeah my yeah. knitting is probably not quite fast <laughs> enough to make one but no uh, uh, well, that would be nice it if would one be or good, two people it? go up dressed <laughs> As if he's there. Yeah. yeah that, that would be a nice touch. But uh, yeah, good idea. Make it a, a Paul Bastard tribute match. Yeah. We could all uh, we could all try and do yeah. that. But as I say, knitting. While we're, on that, point. while we're on that, Gary Johnson made a, a, a very good point in his press conference today. And I think we were going to say so something along those lines as well. Mm. Um, uh, anybody who was at Bath City uh, a few weeks ago, uh, let alone... Evesham, Western United's yeah, uh, yeah. game at Gloucester City and Western Supermare yeah. will be aware that on some away days this season, United have had an element in their support um, that could do with a frontal lobotomy. And uh, uh, let's hope yeah. that all of those people uh, with, with any kind of an inclination that way stay a very long way away from working mm. on Saturday. Yeah. And Gary Johnson was saying that, that United, everybody in the club, the players, the staff, the supporters who, who you know, have travelled in extraordinary numbers this season as well as 
uh, at home have built what he called a fantastic reputation around this league yeah. uh, and around lower division football. And he, he said it's up to everybody that's there on Saturday to defend that reputation and, and enhance it. Yeah. Um, and well said too, um, because uh, United are, are they're playing like champions on the pitch. Yes. They definitely did on Tuesday night. And on Saturday at Kingfield, it's up to United fans to behave like champions as well. Yeah, it's an interesting point. The vast point. majority will. Yes, I they mean, were. You know, we are yeah. talking about 1,400 fans there on Saturday, and I dare say that 1,300 and whatever you want to call it yeah. will be absolutely fine, as they always are. You know, no better fans anywhere, but there is always this... It's a very small element. Small, yeah. renegade yeah. element of, of Wally fans who go in for things like chucking the odd flare on the pitch and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And um, uh, uh, we, we're all, you know, please don't even bother. Um, and, and of course, there has been this accompanying social media thing with ex-United defender Ben Goering. And I know yeah. there's quite a lot of fans who are itching, you know, at the moment Ben Goering runs out for a warm-up, you know, ready to, ready to steam into Ben Goering, verbally, I mean. Uh, well, with all due respect to Ben, who used to play for United, obviously, and is talkie yeah. born and bred, is he really, you know, the big issue on Saturday? No, of course he isn't. Uh, um, uh, the big issue is talkie trying to win promotion, yeah. the fans 100% behind them. If they want to turn it into a, a home game for talkie by the sheer noise they make, brilliant. But... You know, the last thing that anybody wants is that United leave Kingfield at tea time on Saturday with any excuse for people, either neutrals or woking mm. people, turning around and going, cool, glad to see the back of them, what yeah. a pain in the neck they were. Because, I mean, the only, possibly one thing which will mitigate in, in Torquay's favour is that it's been all ticket, and unless you've been in the Torquay area to get your ticket... Um, you won't be going, will you? No, no, uh, hopefully not. I mean, I dare say we'd be naive to think that some fans of a talky disposition haven't tried to get tickets Mm. at at, at that end. Uh, Well, they do run the risk, I suppose, of being turned out. Uh, I, I, you know, you just hope everybody's sensible and the vast majority of people are sensible. That yeah. no, you know, especially at this level of football, that, that there isn't, you know, the idea that some, you know, twit might run on the pitch on Saturday and hit one of the players, as, as happened at Birmingham City a, a few weeks ago, is just an anathema to everybody yeah. who supports a lower division football club. It's just not on you know and and it makes a complete mockery of all the fact that the miles and the, those awful games at home that we've seen yeah. and away where you come away and you never even thought you were going to win let, let actually win but you grit your teeth and you keep going you keep going and I've been traveling with um, the, the, the girls travel club for the last few years to places like Barrow and Gateshead you know where you went completely in hope rather than expectation. And for those fans to have that passion and that commitment and that reputation uh, trashed by uh, uh, half a dozen uh, um, wallies is, is, I find that just really upsetting, really, really upsetting. Yeah, I I think I do. 
And to be fair, we've been keeping anyway. keeping an eye on social media this week, as we do. And I'm not aware that Woking or Ben Gehring have been fanning the flames at all no, this absolutely week. Absolutely not. They've well, been, you know, they've been playing it with a straight bat and, and good for them. Yeah. I have to say, the social media has been excellent this week. There's been a lot of good chat going on. Um, people were very quick to take me to task because my frozen fingers made a couple of mistakes on Tuesday night. So apologies for that. But hopefully, <laughs> on the, the blog, the overall gist was okay. Um, lots of people posting up clips, having their say about man of the match, which we'll come to in a bit as well. But God, it's been hasn't that been a difficult decision the last few yeah. games? But it's been really good quality chat on social media. I think earlier in the season, you know, people were disgruntled, people were unhappy. It all went a bit sour for a while. But the Torquay fans are um, are playing it well on social media yeah, at the moment. Well, it's, it's looking you, good. You 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 support a club for times like this, don't you? You do. Yeah, and these are big times. Now we've got um, we, we're close to, as you said the other day, we're close to some records. Uh, and we've broken a few. Are we one goal away from the hundred? One now? goal away from a hundred. So in, uh, in all competitions, league and cup, first time that, that, that it's ever been done in the club's history. Uh, by the way, uh, um, also we might as well throw the club have never won a championship. No. I, I was taken to task by uh, one very knowledgeable old supporter um, that. Hold on a minute. The year before we came in the Football League, uh, we won the uh, Southern League Western Championship. Well, OK, they finished top Fair of that table, yeah. but in those days, the Southern League was decided by a playoff between the Western Champions and the Eastern Champions. And United okay. actually lost that playoff final to Brighton and Hove Albion Did reserves. They really? Really? Reserves, yeah. <laughs> so they, they, in fairness, in 1926-27, they didn't yeah. win the Southern League Championship. They won a division of it. Uh, but I, I'm sorry, I'm not counting that. No, uh, indeed. They were then elected to the Football League for the following season, 27-28, and since then, since their, since their elevation to senior full-time football, they've never won a championship, uh, a, a divisional championship before. So that's that would be fantastic. Hopefully, awaiting them. And let me sound confident when I say that the first of our goals at Woking on Saturday then <laughs> will be our hundredth in all competitions. It, it will. It That'll will. be quite something. And it? let's hope. <laughs> that Jamie Reid scores it yeah. uh, with his head. Uh, yes. I, 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 yes. I, I don't quite know what Jamie will do if that, <laughs> if that happens. He'll probably head off down the M3 yeah. <laughs> uh, with his arms in the air and we won't ever see him again uh, because he'll, he, he'll never stop running. Because you, you, you've had a chat with Jamie today, yeah, hasn't you? Uh, yeah, last night we had, he, a, we had he's, a talk. He's not a chap who, who seeks the limelight no, in he terms doesn't. of publicity. He so doesn't, well no. done on getting a chat with him and he's yeah. very interesting about that headed goal. Isn't well, he, he, of course, he, he did go close in the second half when he got his head on the end of one and he's, he's quite rightly pointing out he said look the way we play uh, that it's not like we pour a load of crosses into the box mm. Where, you know neither Jamie Reid nor Safi Jane is is particularly that they're about running football to feet and etc yeah. etc et that's the style they play and that's how we've been scoring a lot of goals and winning games this season um, uh, and it was interesting on Tuesday because of Jane was injured and and um, uh, Rory Keating came in up front, yeah, and he loves it in the air. <laughs> he, he's a good uh, header of the ball, isn't absolutely. He? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and how well he did on Tuesday night. Yeah. But, no, as Jamie was saying, it's not something that's that's um, uh, 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 keeping him up at night. Um, but to score thirty goals in a season yeah. and uh, as a striker, 
Um, every single one of them, left or right foot, not one with his head, uh, is a bit of a weird quirk, isn't it? I doubt whether anybody's ever done that before. No. Um, uh, and and uh, he said he would like. He said said that would put the. the I think he d he didn't actually use the words, but he said that would be a little bit of icing on the cake to uh, to nod one in. That would be right. Um, and, and they do it in training all the yeah. time. They they practice it. Gary Johnson's been on at him for weeks and weeks and weeks now ribbing him, ah, you still haven't got one with your head, have you? So uh, I think Jamie was saying to me, he said, I think the gaffer would be almost as pleased as I would if I get my head on one and stick it in. But, so. He hasn't made any rash promises on the back of it again, No, has he? absolutely not. Jamie's Good. not that sort of a guy. No, he, no, he Gary, is, I meant oh, Gary. Gary. Oh, no, no what, in the wake of the car. There's no Woolworths windows going no, on here. I don't here, think so, no. no. But, um, it, no, here's, no. Here's a question, and Jamie will probably won't appreciate me asking, but it has to be asked. If we get a penalty at Woking on Saturday, who do you think will get, he'll take it? Jamie had one saved against Wealdstone last Saturday. When he went bottom left. He went bottom left, yeah. didn't quite hit it as well as he usually does. The Tuesday no, night one against Chelsea... Both of them have been saved, by the way. Yeah. It's not as if he's missed the target, but uh, yeah, go on. The, well, the one against Chelmsford, he hit pretty well. Uh, um, went, went to his favourite yeah. bottom right-hand corner. And the keeper made a very good save. That's right. Um, uh, uh, Gary Johnson was saying afterwards, well, it was. it, it looked as if it might have been a nice-ish height for the keeper. Well, hold on a minute. Yes, Gary Johnson's absolutely right. But you're looking at the difference between someone who can almost tuck it within a what a foot square, something yeah. like that. That's asking quite a lot, I think. Um, Jamie Reed must think at the moment. Well, shall I just run up and smash the thing and hope for the best? Yeah. Um, because of course, you know, with, with penalties, if the keeper happens to get it right, in terms of diving one way or another, yeah. he's bound to be in with a hell of a chance of saving it if that's the way the shot goes. Yeah. Um, uh, and. Uh, I, in answer to your question, I really don't know. Gary Johnson isn't about to say of course who, not. who no. will take the penalties. No. I think Jamie is still very confident to take. Them. I I wouldn't hesitate to give it to Jamie. No, I think I mean, I, as when, long as he doesn't do a Panenka, I don't no. want to see one of those. <laughs> when Seku, um, Seku, uh, uh, Jake Andrews stepped up at Bath City back on January nineteenth yeah. to take that, he is a very confident lad. He's, he's a great dead ball, striker yeah. of a dead ball. And when he stepped up to take that penalty, sitting in the press box at Bath, I thought, he'll do, and that'll be 3-1. He stuck it over the bar, as we all now know. Yeah. Um, Jamie Reed went back on them again, has put a couple in since then, and has missed a couple. Um, and, uh, uh, of course, the, the uh, Chelmsford goalkeeper, Wright, was in the Wheelston goal when Jamie missed one <laughs> earlier in the season. Um, uh, I hadn't realised that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, um, you know, I think if we get a penalty on Saturday, what would I, what would my couple of bob be on? I think it'd be on Jamie Reid. My money would be um, on Jamie. But yeah. uh, we shall see. We yeah. shall see. Indeed. Let's have a little look back then on the, the two mighty games that we've seen, particularly Tuesday night then, because... There was a lot of debate about Man of the Match on Tuesday night. It could have been almost any of them. Or even the previous Saturday against Wilston. Yeah. Um, uh, I think that was a very, very difficult decision to make. Rory so, go on, on well, Tuesday night. Rory got it, but... the I don't think most people had a huge amount of argument with that. No. Not because Rory Keating was head and shoulders over everybody else. Of course, he, wasn't and he wouldn't claim to be. But to come in in those circumstances... Huge pressure, yeah. back up front after months and months of playing right and left wing and helping out and really doing 
much better than I think anybody expected yeah. him to do in those roles. He's won points for United and well, several of them this season. Four of the six goals in the last week have been assists by Rory, by Keating. Rory Keating. Absolutely, Crosses, and you can easily call goals. it five because it was his final pass that Conor Lemonhay Evans got onto before he beat two men and scored yeah. the first onto. Yeah. So he's, he's he can lay a pretty good claim to all, all United's five of United's yeah. last six goals have been Rory Keating assists. And the, um, the two crosses that he put in on Tuesday, right very, on un, very unselfish yeah. for Reedy. When you look at that on the video, he was closer in on goal than he looked for us. He could have had a go at the near post, didn't, pulled it back for Reedy. And the cross for Jake Andrews, diving header as well. And I think he, he went into the team on Tuesday uh, into oh, sorry, not into the team, but back up front on Tuesday night. Yeah. Seiko Jani injured. Look, Seiko Jani has covered every blade of grass on the pitch, <laughs> home and away, the last few weeks. He hasn't been scoring regularly. Um, in fact, it's a it's a week or two since he did score. I think East yeah. Thurrock away was his last goal. But he's been a huge part of United's form over the last few weeks. Prodigious work rate. Uh, he and Reed have got a great understanding and a great partnership up there. Now, different. Ruri Keating up front, different style of player. Could he deliver? He delivered big Absolutely. time. Absolutely. He, he, he gave the two Chelmsford centre-backs not a torrid time in the air, but more as much, if not more, than they could handle in the air. But that was one thing. I think we all knew he was going to do that because he's so good in the air. But his work on the ground, yeah. his work rate... He kept pulling them into places they didn't want to go to. And when he got there, he produced some real quality. Yeah. And I don't think when, you know, obviously he didn't score he didn't score on Tuesday night. But I think when his name was announced, there was precious few people in the crowd who thought, as let's face it, they very often do, what have the sponsors been on tonight? You know, but absolutely everybody yeah. was all right with that. But in the queue behind him, were well, Conor Lemonhay Evans. I Absolutely. thought it was a magnificent game on Tuesday yeah. night. He was he was superb on Tuesday night. Yeah, he works hard. Well, that that's almost a given. Yeah, isn't the, it? the goal that he took, he Quality. took well. Yeah, um, he's, I, he's after the, the the pass from Keating, which was down the middle of the pitch. Uh, he's he's gone past two players on the edge of the yeah. box and and stuck it in with his left foot, which is obviously not his not his favoured one. But uh, yeah, and uh, the defensive unit played really well Absolutely. on Tuesday night. Uh, uh, Sean McDonald had a good game yeah. Tuesday night. Yeah, um, you, you could uh, uh, pick any of them. Out. Is there any more improvement in Ben Winter, or would he just keep on no, getting better and better? He is uh, getting better uh, and better, uh, isn't he? At right back, we, we both thought that Hall had another mighty game in mid in midfield. He did. Yeah. Um, Reed. Ticks, yeah, absolutely. Was, Calvin Kalala, who didn't get an awful lot of joy in the first half. He looked as if he was going to have one of those nights where nothing quite comes off for him, um, doesn't see a pass quick enough, mm. loses it, etc., etc., etc. And then just after half time, he sets off on, you know, the run of the match. Yeah. Uh, in which he yeah. took about four of them out in the space of <laughs> 25 or 30 yards into the box, sandwich challenge. Down he goes. Well, he, he had so many of them hanging on to him. We well, weren't sure who brought him down. No, we, end, we, we were all looking at yeah. who was actually to blame there. Um, uh, and it was a penalty. All right, Jamie Reid had it saved. Yeah. But it was it was then you just go, that's why he's out there. Yeah. And why every opposing manager, when they try and set their team up to, to face Torquay, goes through Seiku Jane, possibly Ruri Keating, Jamie Reid, we've got to stop him. Yeah. Somebody's got to top, stop Hall. Oh my goodness, we've still <laughs> we've got Kalala to handle now. Uh, and um, no, so it was it was a 
And at half-time, it was one all at half-time. Mm-hmm. I thought United deserved to be in front narrowly. I thought they'd played quite well in the first half, but Chelmsford were still very much in it. This is a team that had come to United in prime form. Yeah. They, they'd yeah. been on a, a longish unbeaten run. Um, they hadn't lost since, what, end of January, I don't think. Um, uh, a lot of people are still arguing over which is the second best team in the league. Yeah. <laughs> um, whether it's Woking, whether it's Chelmsford, whether it's Welling. Uh, a huge amount to play for. Yeah. A bit of the old aftermath of two previous postponements and they weren't very impressed with the second one because they travelled down for yeah. that game, etc, etc, etc. Rhys Murphy, as it turned out, their leading scorer, who was uh, obviously on loan at United last season, um, uh, w- was on the bench. Now, clearly he had an issue uh, because I can't believe no, I, I that was he very wouldn't have started or that. wouldn't have gone yeah. on earlier. Yeah. Uh, and therein lies an interesting tale uh, um, because uh, I think, as we all saw, there was a bit of a dispute on the touchline. Oh, yes, yeah. Um, in the second half when uh, uh, Johnson wanted to, to bring um, Reese Murphy on. Uh, of course, his name wasn't on the original team sheet. Uh, and it still wasn't on the team sheet that Gary Johnson and Aaron Downs had as the game started. I did wonder, yeah. So yeah. It, it, uh, the, the, the locals up in the Chelmsford locals in, in the press box uh, uh, duly informed us that he was, uh, because they, I, I think, look, he's, he's, he's a reasonably well-known player. He was clearly changed and was going to take some yeah. part in the proceedings. And I'm sure United saw him there. But his name wasn't on the team sheet that they'd been given. So when they go to bring him on, I can understand Gary Johnson and Aaron Downs going, whoa, hold on a minute. He's, <laughs> He's not, not on the team sheet. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. uh, but the substitution was eventually allowed to be made with the referee coming over and basically taking charge of the situation. And the upshot is that Chelmsford did inform the referee, we understand, that they were changing that yeah. situation and that uh, um, Reese Murphy would be on the bench. But it happened fairly late on, don't know when, and I don't know exactly the circumstances. No. Of it, but by hook or by crook, uh, the referee or the officials did not inform or didn't have time to inform United or the United Secretary, Patrick Tinkler, of the change. Chelmsford did inform the match officials and they knew okay. that, that, that yeah. they knew that Chelsea was on the bench. But in other words, so if that explains some of the confusion on the touchline, um, uh, Murphy eventually did come on um, and uh, United ended up winning the match anyway. It, I was going to say, but, it didn't matter in the end, but there was no, a moment when you oh, thought, this quite. we're going to be writing stories about this for a while. Yes, but, um, but uh, I, I can't believe, he's their top scorer for goodness sake, 23 mm. goals, uh, you wouldn't knowingly. Having said that, <laughs> Wheelston left their leading scorer out yeah. on the bench the previous Saturday, but I think that was more tactical. They yeah. wanted to, to leave... Um, Jeffrey Monacana up front. Uh, but he was pace. good, wasn't he? And, and I liked the look goodness. of him. He was quick, wasn't oh, he? Good player. Um, yeah. uh, so anyway, but that was tactical. I think I think there must have been an issue with, with Reese Murphy. He was taken off near the end of their 2-1 home win against yeah. Oxford last Saturday. So whether he'd taken a knock and they were just basically... Uh, shoving him out there with their fingers crossed I'm not quite sure but um, but there you go I was pleased to see Jake Andrews back in the uh, back in the fold on Tuesday night I think everybody was yeah um, and he got a a goal as well yeah uh, whenever a player who's been pretty regular like him and clearly a player of his talent yeah uh, doesn't get in the team 
uh, against Wilson. I don't he think wasn't he on, the, on bench. the bench. No, he wasn't. Um, everybody has been coming up to me and to other people. It's you know the old conspiracy. Oh, what's going on? The conspiracy theories. You know, yeah. have he and Gary Johnson fallen out and all this sort of stuff? And I could keep saying to people, look, look, if you're not in the team, you're not happy about it, are you? You never are. Yeah. But not everybody can get in. Uh, no. And if you've got a squad of 16 or 17 players, somebody's going to uh, uh, lose out. And I think, you know, he, he's, he was a, an integral part of the team for quite a long time. Mm. Uh, Ryan Dixon has now come to the party big time yeah. uh, as an option on the left. Um, uh, he uh, did pick up a bit of a knock at Bit of Ricky, so we understand when United won there and he was taken off, etc., etc., etc. And the whole point is when you've got a team in United's form and you come out of the side, now look, Seiko Jane was played no part of the 3 1 win through no fault of his own against Chelmsford. He's now got to train over the next couple of days and keep his fingers crossed that he yeah, gets true, back in. True. Uh, 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 to, you know. yeah. So the alternative is for Gary Johnson to go to Ruri Keating after a, you know, that you know, high-powered performance against him and say, sorry, mate, you're, you're not in the team. Now, that's what managers get paid for. Yeah. And that's why you and I are sitting here with our arms <laughs> folded and grins on our faces and why Gary Johnson's got to make the decision. Yeah. But... Um, Interesting. Interesting. Now, before we leave Tuesday night's game, there's one moment that I have to recall because I, I we weren't alone in seeing this. The fans have been talking about it ever since. It was a pass by Liam Davis. Pass. Now, if you picture the scene, we're we're up in Bristow's bench. We're roughly on halfway, aren't we? And Liam Davis is down to our right. He's in. He's on the left hand side, just about level with his own penalty area. Absolutely. And he pings a pass 70 yards at least diagonally across the pitch to Rory Keating, to Rory Keating yeah. who's in the opposite corner. He's over by the intersection of Popside and Family Stand. Yeah. Or heading in that heading direction. Heading in that direction. Yeah. And it he takes it down, it lands on his foot. It was it was one of the best passes I've ever seen. It was astonishing. It was. It, it, and and of course with someone like Liam Davis, and as talented and as good as he is, when he goes to hit a pass like that. A, he means to hit it. Yeah. B, he hits it like perfectly. It, it was a, it was right up there with Kevin Nicholson's finest. Wasn't yeah, it? absolutely. Um, it's one Brian of those. McGlin- Brian McGlinchey. Yeah. We're talking about some of the best left backs have ever yeah. played for the club. And and personally, I think the only other player in the club that could hit a ball like that with his left foot is Jake Andrews, who yeah. who who, yeah. who was picking out people with those sorts of balls earlier in the season. But it was a because it completely. One, one in the space of what two, three seconds, United have gone defending in deep in their own yeah. half to to well threatening the goal at the other end. It, it was it was a, a wonderful pass. It was it was one of those where you all look at each other and go, "Did he just do that?" Yeah, because <laughs> it's what when it left his foot, it was one of those. Oh, that's all a bit hit and hope, isn't yeah, it? And yeah. then you realise, no, it isn't. No, it's absolutely quite, pinpoint. Yeah, so, uh, and and if you if you're the the, the, the Chelmsford left back, Joe Anderson, in that moment, and funnily enough, I think unless I've got it wrong, he was taken off a little. You <laughs> you see the thing leave Davis's boot. You know you've got Keating outside you, and you're thinking. Oh no! Hang on a minute. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's right. Um, but uh, no, so that, it, that, was, it was quite a moment, wasn't it? That was one of the moments of the game. It wasn't a goal. It wasn't a great save. But um, well done, Liam. You and that, that really was one of the moments of the game. 
Good stuff. Interesting for him on Saturday as well at Woking, isn't he? Up against his cousin. Kieran Cadogan has gone yeah. from Billericay, where he played against United a couple of weeks ago. He's one of the many ins and outs at Woking over the last few weeks, and he's gone to um, to Woking and will probably be in their side on Saturday. Yeah, yeah so, so they'll have a little handshake. Liam will be off. up against his cousin. Yeah. Good stuff. A couple more things to talk about before we do leave the podcast this week. Um, Good story on the back of the Herald Express um, this week, David. The, the pitch is... Uh... More money being spent on yeah. the pitch. Um, uh, it, obviously, as, as all United fans or most United fans know, there was quite a lot of money spent on it last summer. Um, uh, to, have, to have any sort of you know, real good surface, uh, um, you know, I'm no horticulturalist, but <laughs> I think we all know, even with your garden, it, you have to be able... It, the drainage has to be right. And, and they managed to do half the work last summer and then get another pitch back on top. And, and that, that work is now going to be completed yeah. this summer. Um, they've had to have a two plan A and plan B because uh, if United win automatic promotion, obviously the work can start straight away at the end of April. If they ended up in the playoffs or end up in the playoffs, then it has to be put back to the middle of May, yeah. which is quite a significant. That fortnight mm. is quite a big issue. You've only got until, what, middle of July? The friendlies start pretty quickly, yes, then, don't they? and yeah. although there's been no announcement about those, I understand that both dates and oppositions are yeah. pretty well down the line of being settled uh, for next season. Um, so you've got a limited amount of time in the summer. And I think we were all astonished at what a good surface uh, Chris Ralph, who was then United's head groundsman, and yeah. Julian Goulthorpe, his assistant, who's now United's groundsman, um, did in presenting that pitch at the start of the season. But of course, quite a bit changed in the week before the start of the season with the announcement that Truro were going to ground share. Yeah. And I think we all know deep down that a combination of that, uh, another wet winter, um, has has obviously taken its toll on yeah. the pitch, as, yeah. as everybody can see now. So. But it was always the plan to go back and, and complete that work. It's a considerable amount of money. Um, and I think, uh, uh, I think we're all waiting. That, that Some people may have already seen the latest set of balance sheet figures. It hasn't been released officially yet. Uh, w- would indicate uh, the sort of money that um, Gaming International um, and Clark Osborne, the owner, have, have spent over the last two and a half years, is it? Two and a bit yeah. years. Um, but uh, they, you have to say, you have to report what's in front of you, and and uh, the money, a fair bit of money's been spent on the pitch, yeah. and is and is going to and be again, so, to. and it yeah. continues to be. And the idea is that obviously after this summer, that work will be completed, yeah. and fingers crossed, we'll have a. a, a a pitch to die for next season. Julian Goldthorpe will be glad to get rid of that patch in front of Bristow's bench, won't he? He certainly will. He's, yeah. uh, he's, he's spent an awful lot of time on that. He has, yeah, and uh, um, uh, and physical injury as well because he broke his, of course he broke did. his yeah. thumb yeah. Uh, trying to put the covers on uh, a few weeks ago. And finally, as they used to say on the two Ronnies or somewhere, Olaf Kazella. Yeah. Signed his, um, his pro forms uh, before the game on Saturday. Yeah. 17 years old the previous day. Yeah. This is great news, isn't it, for Torquay? This is great. This is a promising player into the Torquay squad and a player with a big future. Yeah. He, he, he's, this is, he is the first product of United's re-re-relaunched youth policy. Uh, um, obviously, over the years, United have, have prospered mightily as a result yeah. of 
going all the way back to the old youth training, YTS, YTS. do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Uh, and then moving on into about 2009, 10, I think they opened their academy, which unfortunately was, was then closed. Um, and, uh, and, and now is sort of up and running again. It's yeah. not a fully fledged academy, but now you've got, uh, um, you know, Torquay Talk, Academy uh, have, have played a very big part in helping to, to relaunch yeah. that. Um, uh, I'm sure United will still hope to, to um, uh, draw players from there, but, yeah. but now the link with South Devon College is, looks like it's getting closer and closer. But anyway, Olaf Casella, who, who is a student at uh, yeah. Torquay Academy, um, when your, your players aren't allowed to sign in inverted commas pro contracts before they're 17. Right. Um, uh, but uh, United had to shift themselves a little bit. They had predicted this. They virtually promised him a contract anyway mm-hmm. um, earlier in the season. But of course, uh, anybody of any real genuine talent, and believe you me, he's got it. Um, uh, if clubs don't move themselves, there's yeah. plenty of people <laughs> waiting yeah. in the sidelines who will. So they, 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 they has, has there been that. interest from elsewhere oh, yes, in him? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so, but he's he's he signed for United, and that and that's great. Um, I don't think he ever wanted to go anywhere else, or ever thought yeah. about going anywhere else. Um, he, he's obviously hugely um, impressed and committed with you know Gary Johnson and the current management team, yeah. who he knows very well now. He's travelled with them quite a few miles already. Yeah, become the. F- Sixth youngest player ever to make a first team appearance for United. Yeah. Started the FA Trophy game at um, Boreham Wood, um, and you know I think United have high ho- hopes of him. Well, I know they do. Be nice to see him get a goal before the end of the wouldn't season, it? wouldn't it? Wouldn't One it? of these that, five games that, remaining. That would be great, wouldn't yeah. it? And 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 let's hope that United get themselves into the position um, in the next couple of games where Gary Johnson can seriously consider. Um, either starting with him for a game yeah. or chucking him on Getting for, him on for more than you know 10 12 minutes um, that, that, that would be great wouldn't it great. get the winner at Woking on Saturday and his name would be etched forever well he's got to get in the, he's got to get in the squad first yeah, yes, uh, yeah. I think Tough. Um, yeah absolutely um, uh, so no all good um, by the way commiserations to Torquay Academy um, who've had a wonderful run in the English colleges knockout trophy this season finally came to an end when they lost in the semi-final. I, the name of the college has okay. departed yeah. this adult That's brain a great now. Run so for a, wonderful for Torquay, to get all the way to yeah. semi-finals of a, of a national competition. They lost, the game was in London. Yeah. Um, they lost that, but it's been a, a wonderful run. Um, and, uh, you know, good luck to them that it's given them a bit of a boost for Quite. more of the same next season. So we've reached the end of the agenda. All that remains for us to do is to wish you all a, a safe journey to and from Woking on Anybody Saturday. Anybody who isn't going, the club's radio commentary will be in place. It's very good um, that too, isn't and, it? And, yeah. and uh, all the... Well, I, I'm sure it now does run into thousands uh, mm. of United fans spread out around the globe. Um, uh, it would be 
you know, good to think of all of those. We've had people who have suddenly become United fans as a result of a Netflix yeah. film yeah, in yeah. far-flung places. <laughs> uh, was it? There's one guy who keeps contacting the club's Twitter page to say, since I've become a United fan as a result of the Jaws of Victory, our record is played 3-1-3, three, three, you know, etc. That's et the kind of fans we need. We, we're big in Brazil at the moment as well, Big in Brazil, we? I yeah. have the, uh, an organisation called Globo TV, yeah. which I understand is one of the biggest TV stations of Brazil. They want to do a follow-up to the Netflix thing. Fantastic. Um, so yeah, it's 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 all good. You know, fingers crossed. Not there yet. No, they, they can get over the line uh, as quickly as possible. Absolutely. And if it happens in the next two games, all the better. Okay. Let's do that thing on Saturday of flying the scarves out the car window up the A three hundred three. Shall we? I think there'll be plenty of. That. I think we'll have a go at that. Yeah. And everybody on their best behaviour. Yeah. We'll see you there. Uh, if not, we'll see you for the Eastbourne game next week. We'll podcast again before that. But as ever, come, come on, on, you yellows. You've been listening to the Herald Express Devon Live Talk United Yellow Army podcast, recorded weekly by David Thomas and Guy Henderson. You can find this podcast by clicking devonlive.com or by following us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash DL or on Twitter at TQHE Sport. You can also subscribe on iTunes, search for Talkie United on the iTunes app. Please leave us a review wherever you can. We welcome all feedback. Thank you very much for listening. Join us again next week.